gentlemen to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best but the views are amazing i am your moderator not carol but uh b jones i'm gonna change that in a minute don't worry about it but welcome welcome bj what's happening man all good man i'm here ready to go ready to gizzo and we got my man fresh up top what's going on sir one and only in the building trying to get back on this usual swing but you know it is what it is. America was had me. Hey, what happened to the to the logo, man? I thought we was. I thought you that know, was a I was, fixture. You know, I was lazy. Didn't feel like going to the car. You know, I like to <laughs> razzle dazzle y'all sometimes. I might superimpose it or something right here like that. Boom! Look at that thing shining right there. But I'm gonna take it away because it ain't that serious. <laughs> you feel me? By the way, nice job dropping that video. The doing the video in the yo. They are loving the video. Hey, let me tell you something. <laughs> We just out here trying to make magic, making movies. Shouts to shouts to Kay. Well, let me tell you, like she didn't even. She was like, "Oh yeah, I did see my name pop up or something, but I never checked it." Oh, of course not. Okay. Of course not. Yeah, okay. Alpha like, going on. Let me fix that. <laughs> <laughs> so what she say when she actually saw it? She never like she went. She was going upstairs last night when I said something. Yeah, yesterday when I said something. Like so, did you see it? She was like, "No, I'm gonna go check it now." She still never said nothing, so I didn't. She ain't it. check it. She ain't check she it. Check That's it. cool. She's famous. Instantly exactly. famous. Exactly. Until I said she's welcome. She has no idea. Viral. She going viral. <laughs> there it is. Hey, before we get this thing rolling, rolling, fresh man, I need you to kick us off with the fresh ovation for the week, man. Okay, I actually had a great one come in this morning. It was right on time. Hold on, let me log in. So I am so grateful for everything I have in my life. I appreciate everyone in my life who supports me and shows me love. I'm grateful for all the opportunities I have been given to succeed. I'm grateful for the money I'm able to make and for the way I am able to live. I've been so blessed to be able to live the way that I do. Awesome, man. Yeah, that, uh, that type of humility and that type of just being appreciative for what you have is huge. Huge, it will so change, much. change. People, uh, I always try to um, repeat as much as possible. You know, energy is real. You keep that positive energy going out there, <laughs> and eventually it, it comes right back to you. That's so funny, man, because it makes me, uh, it takes me to, uh, you know, power. Uh, season finale was uh, this uh, Serious. past Sunday. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, energy is for everybody who might not have seen it already. Energy is is real, and it comes right back to you without giving out the spoilers or whatever. I feel like it was a dream. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my my sauce on that. I feel it was like a dream? It was, man, it was a lot going right for him to to like. Yo, there was a lot like that was like one of them like. Think it like that episode. I ain't never felt the episode where it just felt like just everything was just going the way that he wanted it. There was no real interference. Every time that you thought there might be something that could possibly sway something, it was just like movement. That I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man, because I <laughs> I don't think that I don't think it was a dream because yo, he was scorching the earth. 
trying to, you know, get what was his. And that's the thing that pissed me off about uh, Ghost this season is just the lack of accountability. Um, and just putting, nothing is ever his fault. And a lot of this whole situation, no matter how much he fixes, you know, he, he, he causes a lot of the damage as well. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think really that's kind of like the, um, the growth of the character though, right? Mm-hmm. You think that you think that somebody in that stature has it so together and is so, you know, um, focused, and then you you realize how, um, you know, crazy he really is, and, and and how narcissistic, and and just how many other pieces of of his life that aren't together, and and really that his goals are are so as he's self centered, he still is. Um, he's not as aware as you would assume and you get really thrown off with a lot of the decisions that he makes and like where his focus is at. Yeah. Cause I mean, he's really big picture with it. I appreciate that, but it's like big picture with my, my own self interest in mind, yeah. you know, and I'm going to make sure you think that I got your interest at heart too, but uh, it, it's really still a uh, self preservation in its, in its finest. Here's the part during this conversation. You can just put a smiley face on my head. And just bounce <laughs> Don't worry about it, BZ. I got something for you right now. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Power. And That's a great show. I'm sad I, to see it go. I flipped yeah. one night and I saw some chick get her head blown off in her in a foyer like two or three weeks. <laughs> That's the only thing I know. I don't know who she was or what happened. And the other girl fled. Oh, he's talking about Lala. Lala yeah, 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 yeah. got burnt. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely definitely a a solid show. I've been uh, very surprised. There's actually five more episodes coming out in January. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but nah, I've been impressed at the momentum they've maintained over that show. Like, uh, how long has it been on? Six years. Yep, six seasons now. And actually, they uh, somebody put up saying how this cliffhanger of how Ghost Who Shot Ghost is just. Uh, they compared to, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, we don't know if he's dead, um, but that. Uh, but it's it's similar to Jr. Um, with who shot Jr. with the TV show Dallas. I know a lot of y'all millennials gonna be like, "What is that show? What does that mean?" But uh, put the arrow uh, right here. Wow, yo, <laughs> Dallas was like that was my mama's show. That was yeah. But like Dallas and Dynasty back in the day. Yeah, they were like the the um late night soap operas. Like they were like the soap operas that came on like eight nine o'clock. But they like ruled the airwaves. And one of the biggest like cliffhangers ever from season to season was who who shot Jr. And he was like one of the like top characters. This like super rich oil dude. And yeah, man. So it was a uh, like huge, like it was the talk of everything back in the day, like that. So me, they were just me, making me, a comparison. Man, your eyes look like BJ's right now. <laughs> yeah, we just passing that smiley face around. So you know, fresh, you'll get yours shortly. <laughs> uh, who shot? Uh, you remember the Simpsons episode? Who shot Mr. Burns? That's what mm-hmm. they. Yes, it was based mm-hmm. off of. Yeah, that's how many people remember that one though, but. Man, I'm so, man, the Simpsons still come on, though. It's crazy. They still yeah, have They're going to go on forever and ever. Yeah, it's still hilarious, bro. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So here you go, BJ. Uh, something you can be proud of. For all my FSU fans, 
and all of our FSU listeners. Don't think we forgot it was game week last week just because we didn't talk about it. Because now it's time to talk about it. Just a little bit. Not a whole, whole lot. But, yes, FSU, yes, you got yours. Um, thank you. Thank you very kindly for showing up. We own dope now. And uh, we want to continue to own dope going forward. Man, just nothing but appreciation. I mean, I really thank y'all for allowing us to get all up in that thing like that. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's been a really rough season. And, you know, just when, when, when – you know, ready to start kind of hanging the head down a little bit. I ain't going to say I was hanging the head low, but, you know, it's been a long season. But, you know, when, when something like this happens uh, on a great day like that last Saturday, man, and you just give them all the business, and they, I mean, they got to just totally – it's nothing like when you make a, a team just totally regroup. They had to let everything go. They might as well let all the players just, you know what, this year we just going to go ahead and let y'all do what y'all do, just hang out. We ain't playing no more games because y'all just got whipped up. And I mean, yeah, it is what it is. These are just fresh facts. That yeah. will, this, this will make the highlight reel. I'm just letting you know. So, Moving <laughs> <laughs> right along. Moving right along. Uh, man. Um, couple topics that we want to get into this week. Uh, we was just talking about a little bit off air. Um, and I guess it just goes to the, the reinvestment in your health. Because uh, I, I got my gut volume in the mail. But I ain't going to talk about it too much because I got to get this sponsorship letter out to volume before we start, you know, raving on how great this thing actually is. Uh, but that's just part of it. You know, I started trying to get back into the gym consistently. Um, I ain't at J-Dace level yet. Uh, shout out J-Dace, wherever you are in the atmosphere, flipping tires and doing great things. Um, but then, like, we were talking about that uh, that diet. And I'm not talking about, you know, like the Atkins or whatever, but just getting back to plant-based. Uh, it's really, really amazing. I can definitely feel the entire difference um, in the energy levels, uh, even in how I eat, because I don't even eat as much as I used to. And I've been doing this semi-plant-based vegetarian thing or pescatarian thing for about two months, almost a month and a half. Um, and it's, it's amazing. Uh, you got so many options now. We were just talking about to take the meat out of your, you know, out of your regimen um, and replace it with some like good stuff. And then uh, like the the feeling of like we were talking about the itis, you know, it's just completely gone. You got Beyond Burgers, the Boca stuff. So I think really, man, looking at that investment in your health is really key, especially going forward. A thousand percent. And actually, um, the conversation got started as I saw an article in Vice that discusses that more than 11,000 scientists declare climate emergency. Um, pretty much 11,000 scientists in over 153 countries uh, have declared a, a climate emergency in a new report that calls for six urgent actions to confront the climate crisis. And one of those actions was about people, you know, um, adopting a plant-based diet. Uh, but just like Brett said, the difference that you feel, and I'm not fully uh, plant-based diet, but I've, I've tried to strategically continue and continuously implement what I can plant-based um, as often as possible. And I mean, you really do feel a strong difference. Um, there's a good documentary actually on Netflix. I believe it's called... Please don't say what the hell. No, 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 no. It's a new one. I actually just watched it. Give me two seconds. 
You got the Jeopardy music going in the background. Were you dropping? Um, it's called The Game Changers. It's on Netflix, and so it's basically I think the dude's like an MMA fighter. Got injured. Um, when he got injured, uh, something to his knees, I believe. But when he got injured, it somehow put him on the path of trying to find out if there was a way to. Um, and it was like right at a critical time when people were going into plant-based and talking so much about plant-based, but he hadn't heard about a lot of plant-based weightlifters or, you know, bodybuilders, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the um, <laughs> the stereotype around meat is that it's like, you know, that's what makes you a man. You got to, if you want to be a man, you eat meat and you have, you know, big steaks and all of that other stuff. And so he went on this voyage trying to find uh, other MMA fighters, any type of, and actually I think it was any type of like super athlete, you know what I mean? Any athlete, Olympics, uh, professional sports, whatever, that was doing it plant-based. And he talks about the, not only meeting these people, but then when he meets these people and what they discuss about how much it improved their performance and how long a lot of them waited before they went full uh, plant-based and the change that it made when it happened, that it was, you know, super impactful. I'm talking about people crushing all of the the, the records that they had already thought were impossible. Um, I, one of the strongest points in the documentary, the guy was um, doing the rope in the gym. And mm-hmm. so he had just started getting back healthy. And I think he had been on a plant-based diet for like a week. In his MMA gym, um, you're talking about super crazy fighters. It was like, 10 minutes on the rope, you would get your name on this wall. If you did 20 minutes doing the rope, you would like, like you were God, like you were the man. This dude sat there and he's like, he's talking through it. He goes for an hour. Doing and he's the rope? Like, yes, just nah. sitting there. Bro, I promise you, you have to watch Game Changers on Netflix. Great documentary that literally, it, he does an hour and he's like, I could have kept on going. But it's one of those things you got to realize he's, again, every athlete that he talked with. And he even talked with Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, surprised Arnold Schwarzenegger is a plant-based diet dude. Said he's been mm-hmm. vegan for quite some time. That it's, it's literally he's talking to these people and they're talking about the change in their body, how quickly it happened, how much of a difference it made, how much better they feel, how much longer they were able to do you know these um stringent activities for all types of stuff it's just a really it was a really uh powerful documentary when i was watching because of things like that where he was bringing in real world pieces and more so where it's like look these are super athletes who are you know need as much protein and whatever else you want to try to say you can only get from meat as possible and these people are crushing it like crushing it yeah, man, that's a big myth. Like, you got to get all your protein from meat. I mean, I even I have a, a bottle of plant protein in the kitchen now that I use for the shakes in the morning and stuff, man. It's um, it's so much, <laughs> it's so much out there uh, that can help you really redirect your eating habits. And, I mean, the, the results just speak for themselves. The world is doing a lot better about going towards this vegan or plant-based or, um, you know, better, cleaner eating um, situation. I mean, I remember when, you know, the stigma and everything were like, it, it just tastes terrible. It tastes like cardboard. You have very limited, limited options. Now you got whole sections in the grocery store right now with plant-based stuff, you know, your beyond meats and everything. 
Some of the imitations don't taste that great, but when you got a, a burger that you can't even tell the difference between beef and, and regular, you know, we're doing well. And again, just the, the feeling of it, the energy, you know what I'm saying? And knowing that you're giving your body what it actually needs. You know, I don't really feel hungry like well, I used to. Process still or oh, so. I mean, it, yes, it is. But I mean, uh, look, it's um, becomes one of those things when you're you're weighing the battle, right? Where yes, it is processed, but at the same time, eating that that plant based uh, processed material is way uh, better than that beef processed material, or you know that other uh, instance. And I mean, in the documentary. <clears throat> They even show they were doing things like where they'll have like college athletes and they would one day give one dude uh, a plant-based burrito, one dude a pork burrito, another dude a uh, 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 chicken burrito. Next day, they gave everybody plant-based burritos, tested their blood and showed like the difference in their blood. Like literally after they uh, spun it, you could see like the people who ate the meat, their blood was like the, the, the platelet area was like thicker. The plasma area was like thicker and foggy. Like it was it, literally like it was slowing you down. Whereas the dude who got the plant-based both days, it was clearer. It was evident. And that was just off of a two day experiment where I encourage people. It's, it's not about being drastic and thinking that you need to make this full wholehearted change overnight but I encourage you to start trying different things. You will be very surprised. One of the best things that I find on the market is the, um, they have the protein crumbles. They're a plant-based pro plant protein crumble. You can use them for um, spaghetti, uh, mm -hmm. taco night, taco Tuesday. You can use these uh, protein bites. <laughs> and I'm telling you, uh, it, it'll change your life. They are actually very delicious and especially in like tacos or um, um spaghetti i have tricked many a people and i won't even say tricked as, as much as introduced many people to the benefits of using that plant-based protein by them just saying hey this is the best spaghetti or tacos i've tasted and then, hey well surprise that's all plant-based get out of here no way so Wait. right here Today, what I'm gonna do? We're gonna I'm gonna watch the documentary. I'm gonna be in the hotel again tomorrow night. I'm gonna watch the documentary and and figure out what's going on. But for masses, I'm, I'm making some changes. I need to drop still about ten to twelve more pounds. Um, and my goal is actually I ain't gonna say about New Year's because that's a lot of weight to drop in two months. I know it's possible, but I'm traveling a lot still. So with that being based, I gotta make sure the diet is still being. How many how many meals you eat a day? Right now, really only like maybe eat two. Replace one of them, cause that's how I started. I just I would probably eat two, maybe three good meals a day, and then I snack, you know, granola bars and stuff throughout the day. Replace one, um, one of those meals with just like whatever plant-based salad or if you want to go and get you you know your uh your substitute meat or whatever do that but just replace one of them see how it goes but yeah i'm gonna do i'm gonna do this so i'm gonna, I'm gonna document it we're gonna keep track over here over the next few weeks um i'm gonna put bacon because i really need to i'm making this publicly so everybody out there in the world hey let's hold them to it let's hold them to it y'all ask questions make sure to comment down low if y'all gonna start your plant-based journey too look at that y'all got a co-pilot to ride with y'all let's get it hit me up
um, either through the through the IG or the, uh, through any of the platforms, right? Hit up, tell BJ, we want to do, we're gonna do this together, or I'm already doing it. Give me some tips, some things on how to get things started, or get things some meals or some different flavors out there. Cause I am very picky. I ain't gonna say that. I I am. With- <laughs> you also got a diet that you gotta, you know. What kinda- is some of your What are some of your like favorite foods that you go to? What are your favorite things to eat? Like top three. Anything chicken? <laughs> <laughs> chicken i'm gonna tell you is gonna be the hardest thing to give up especially if you like on the grill like we typically are all the time like that's fried chicken i think is easy to give up but the grilled chicken is i, I mean i i plant-based chicken nuggets and like um i think uh the brand is called gardein makes like a bomb it's like an orange chicken it comes in like the frozen, in the bag, frozen section yeah. it's a pack that it's already together and those things are ones. are the bomb again I think one of the biggest benefits of the plant-based meats is you don't have the gristle or fat that always is offsetting with normal meat, right? Normally you're able to accomplish, they accomplish the flavor that you're seeking, but they do it without all of the the pieces that normally are offsetting or off-putting in, in normal meat. So as um, I, but I was throwing by stuff this week, I'm going to send y'all pictures to post and post my IG and everybody see some of the, the different, not, and we're not endorsing anything. I'm just letting you know right now. I'm gonna just share, share some pictures. We're just gonna go try, but we're gonna send out some endorsement letters. So tell me y'all uh plant-based uh products. Y'all go ahead and let us know. We'll see what's up. Give uh, our own review. Um, I'll tell you though, another thing, the sausages, like the Italian, I don't know if not sure if you're down with Italian sausage. If you're yeah. an Italian sausage fan, yeah. like their their sausages and stuff are fire. Like I mean like Bruh, you will crush that whole pack of beyond sausages. Yeah, like it it, it throws you off because again, it tastes I'm like good. you wanted to, but it doesn't have the stuff that you're just like, oh, what was that little grease patch or like that weird little And that's the crazy on. shit. It still produces, uh, I think they use like beet juice or something, but it still produces like that little bit of juice or whatever, like you would get from They're a real tasty, burger yeah. or a sausage or whatnot. And shots, so still hey, shots to Burger King in, um, what's the other spot? Uh, Jesus, they got the impossible Beyond, Beyond Burger. Yeah, um, Burger King got the Impossible Whopper. I have and then Beyond Burger over at what is that place called? Burger Fire. There you go, Burger Fire. So yeah. Burger Fire. Yeah, but shouts out to both. I, I encourage people also. If you are unfortunately a fast food eater, yo, next time you make that run, get you an Impossible Whopper. Change your life. Throw some cheese on it. Throw some cheese on it. Throw some cheese on it. So now we got you healthy living with the diet, man. We're going to talk about your spiritual life a little bit. Um, I got a question, fellas, uh, and it came through a random conversation I was having with Chris uh, probably three three weeks ago or something like that. And it just centered around spiritual leadership in the household. And the conversation we were having, um, because I don't have, like, the strongest spiritual background or whatever, uh, from my family upbringing. Uh, very, we're very religious. I grew up in the church somewhat and then kind of got away from, you know, as you grow in adolescence, you ain't in church every Sunday, but still knew the word, still kind of tried to live right and everything. Um, but then started on my own little journey or whatever, still doing it. Um, but learned a lot along the way, but Chris's family has always been very spiritually connected. And I feel like that connection are they spiritually or religiously connected? Spiritually connected. Like, and then, you know, Define so much that. so. 
they have an innate ability to like they're just connected to the world and the the spiritual realm like they have energy and things of that nature okay 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 but there's there's a little bit of a religious component to it from her mother and her father's side um because they do believe in god obviously and you know uh yahweh um and the truer or the historical context of Jesus and the Jews and everything, you know, all that stuff. Don't get me to quoting anything because I'm not that guy yet. Um, Her father has, you know, schooled me tremendously on that. And her mother is really, you know, they they know the Bible, but they also understand that we are a spiritual people. We come from that. Um, It's innate within us. Uh, So they're very connected with that, with that portion of themselves. And so we were talking and you know, one of the things that we're trying to be better about is, you know, praying together as a family, um, really, you know, setting a good example for the children, but letting that kind of lead our lives and, you know, our steps and everything that we do, because we're very blessed. We uh, receive an abundance of, you know, blessings, and some of them come, you know, at great surprises and at some of the, you know, what we may feel like our worst times in our lives, but we understand that it's because we know that we are spiritually connected and kind of led by God, right? So the conversation comes up with, you know, okay, Brett, you the man of the house. You should be leading us spiritually in all things. And my thing is, I was, well, my rebut to that was, well, I'm not, I wouldn't say the strongest spiritually connected person in this household. I would definitely, you know, say that's you because even, you know, in conversation, Chris has, you know, definitely helped me see things in a much different light and helped me grow in that fashion. And so I was like, well, since you are, you know, seemingly already there, have the background, and this is something that you're much more comfortable with than I am, why wouldn't that fall in, you know, your wheelhouse? And, you know, why wouldn't you be able to lead our family in this, you know, fashion? And, you know, we just, it was just a a regular conversation. So my, my question to you guys is, do you feel that as men, of the household and the family that that is a role that we should automatically take on. No, you got more of a, um, a stance. I I would say in, in, in this, uh, you know, unfortunately America, my household has become a household of one. Go ahead. (laughs) I mean, you can still have an opinion on it. I definitely have an opinion on it, but I, I, like I said, I definitely have an opinion on it, but I think, Weezy's opinion, um, you know, is is a little bit stronger right now. I'll definitely follow up to him. So I, I, because you 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 gave us a, a heads up of of this this topic a couple of weeks ago. Just at, just posing the question, so it's been on my mind, right, right, mm-hmm. right. Do we feel that? And we got a, a plethora of answers from the members of the, of the group. So when when I kind of like reflected on it and thought about it, that my my overall statement is that. Yes, I do believe as the male of the household, um, and when I say head, I'm not talking, I mean, in the male figure role, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that whole, I'm not challenging any stereotypes about any of this. No, no listeners out there get crazy and come at me and talk about women this, and that's not what I'm saying. Um, but as a man in the house, when I think about um, either growing together as a relationship as a couple or growing as a family, um, and taking that leadership role as far as um, guiding and steering, but also having your significant other there as a as a checks and balance type system. 
for the household, that demand plays a major role in that, in that part. Um, and I say that because it, let's think, okay, so take spirituality out the question. Think about just lessons you want. If kids are involved, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think everybody right now, all three of us can speak to this at some point or fashion from past, past experiences. Lessons you want kids to learn, example, how men and women interact with each other. Mm-hmm. How a man treats his, the, either his wife, significant other, or that child's mother, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how you treat and inter- interact with other people. How you treat another man, like the lessons you've learned in life. Whether, whether you got those because some spiritual background said this is the way you treat people, or somebody in your life showed you that this is either the right way to do it, or you learn from the wrong example. Somewhere down the line, there was a model set for you. You had to make a decision whether that was a good model to follow and it produced a good fruit, or mm-hmm. it was a bad model because it didn't produce what you want. Um, and that's reflecting back either on your personal relationship with a parent or a, a guardian figure, or even other those other individuals around you. Um, so when you look at that whole picture and think about the influence that you have, it's setting the example that you hope your kids will want to see and want to follow, right? Mm-hmm. Put it back in the spiritual context. Whether you're, you believe in God, in the Trinity, Jehovah, um, Allah, or don't believe in anything at all, you're, you're actually leading your family in the spiritual direction whether you take a stance or not. That's my personal opinion, because there's so many things out here in the world today that kids are going to learn a lesson one way or another. I want them to learn and see through me. At the end of the day, I believe it's their choice. As they get older, my, my job is to provide a foundation for them, right? Again, my belief is because of the experiences I've had in my life, the, the lessons learned, the ups and downs, the blessings I can say I believe I've received because of... Um, attempting to follow in that realm, right? And I see, and I have the conversation with them based on my beliefs. Um, but I can honestly tell you from, out of my three kids, um, and we've tried to, tried to and, I, and I make it a priority that church is not a question. I don't care if we're gone all weekend, we get back later on Saturday. I'm up and out the house at 7.30. If, if, if it, everybody says that I'm staying and going to sleep, I'm gone. It's not a question. When it's committed up and out and about yes i'm gonna go by church and do all that stuff i'm gonna help out and and serve and do whatever i can um just because that's the the model i want to set for them mm-hmm. they have and i would never i believe it's my job to set the foundation like i said before and have them understand where i'm coming from and why i believe what i believe how you should treat everybody you should love one another that there's a certain context in which um relationships are built um, the spiritual connection that you say Chris and her family has. And again, it doesn't all have to be that you know every word of the Bible and can live it to a T. Is that there's certain things that, in general, how you treat people that are biblically based, right? But there's other things out there that we all fall short on, no matter what religion or no matter what you believe, you believe in the positive of it or the negative of it. But when you sit down and put it all in perspective, the, the, the job of the, the man is to set a, a, a model. While we always think we always talk about mentors, we need more 
mentors in the in the in the black community. We'll start there, right? You need a more more male figures as good examples of what to do, or even this is where I messed up at. Don't follow in my footsteps. At the end of the day, you can't make that child or make that teenager do what you did or not do. They still have to make the choice. Church is a prime example for me. Again, at, at this age, you don't. We're gonna get up and go to church. Um, so one sermon that stood out to me it was probably about two years ago now. A pastor was up there and made the comment that if you're, and it was about really playing playing with church. Right? Are you really committed, or do you just come on Sundays because that's the thing you were supposed to do? You believe that you were taught that way. Well, if your kids have to ask you, "Are we going to church every week?" Then there's no, there's no really consistency. Like it's a, it's a, if it, it's an option, right? So I, I took that to heart. Like I had to reflect. Like, do my kids do that? And I, I had a personal reflection, and G and I had some conversation about it. But then as we started going and going um, more often and get involved in things and they they get involved in things on their own. I got a call tonight that my daughter volunteered to do something at church coming up that we didn't even know about. And it has to be a church this Saturday for a practice. I'm like, how did that get on the schedule? Um, but different thing, again, that's their, their choice. But I also have to know that I'm setting the foundation at a certain age is gonna be their choice whether they continue down that path or not. I can't force anybody to do that. Um, or believe something just because I believe it. They have to feel that and make that connection. But if I leave that the chance for somebody else to build that or set that foundation for them, I'm giving up my power, I'm giving my influence over my own kids to set that and make whatever happen. Ian, I want you to go back. Can you read the preservation one more time? But you said something you said. Something too. Can you read that one more time for me? The affirmation? Yeah, the affirmation. Um... I'm so grateful for everything I have in my life. I appreciate everyone in my life who supports me and shows me love. I'm grateful for all the opportunities I've been given to succeed. I'm grateful for the money I'm able to make and for the way I'm able to live. I have been so blessed to be able to live the way that I do. So that's an affirmation, right? No biblical reference in there. <laughs> Right, so if you take it from a if you take that from a spiritual realm, or you just take that, that's just positive words of affirmation that that I'm putting my mind in the right place to receive that energy back from the earth. Again, it's not a coming to Jesus conversation right now. But if you take that affirmation you read right there, and do you believe those words? Of course. All right. In the in the realm of a family, a household Brit, would you, is that something that you would say, if that's something you believe in, you will want Chris, your kids to, to understand where you're coming from and then understand why that's important to you and how it manifests itself in your daily life. Absolutely. All right. So that, that's, that's the foundation of my point right there. Non-biblical affirmation, but you, I can tie a, a biblical passage back to every single one of the affirmations that Ian just read. Right. So whether you want to put a spiritual stamp on it or take it to this, the energy in the world, karma, give, you get back what you give to the, to the world. There's a, there's a realm that when you take that lead as the head of your household, the lead of your family, right, you're setting the, the path. And again, at the end of the day, your significant wife, significant other kids have to make their own decisions. But have I done all I can to show them why I believe that's true and that's the way we should live? Because the, the alternate of that is that I don't really care how I treat people. I'm going to do whatever I need to do 
to get by, to make it in this world, forget everybody else, money rule, I'm going after the money, I'm chasing after everything else out there. I know I said a lot right there. You did, but you made some very, very good points. Um, and it's, just, it's definitely some things that you said that, you know, I can marinate on. The biggest thing is, well, the biggest thing I got from it um, is the, leader, the leadership by example. Um, and if they don't get it from me or us, then they can get it or get something else from somewhere, someone else or somewhere else. Um, so why not be that example? So yeah. One of the, the things I thought about this, and again, I'm I'm gonna put myself out there when I say this, but how many have you not, not how many, that's the wrong question. <laughs> I was about to tell you. Have you and it is not no one I'm speaking from my own personal experience. I'm not trying to put anybody out that's not a gender versus gender. Have you ever dated a female? who has had daddy issues because daddy wasn't a picture, so their trust for a man or how a woman is supposed to treat a man is not in place. Or the things they experience. When you say date, can you qualify this statement? No, I'm just um, playing. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can say yeah. yeah. So, and that I go back to the, the statement before about how a man treats a woman, whether it's husband, wife, whether it's boyfriend, girlfriend, whether it's, Hey, you're you're the mother of my my child. Mm -hmm. We may not be together, but still, you deserve the respect of being the mother of my child, right? Mm -hmm. No matter what that relationship, the kids are watching that. And there's some people out here that are messed up in this world because mm -hmm. that relationship that they witnessed totally destroyed them and their personal relationship um, with their father, with their mother, with the uncle, with grandpa, with whoever case it may be, right? So every relationship, every sense of Every interaction that they witness is, t is either telling them how they want to replicate, what they want to replicate, or what they don't want to replicate. I remember many people, and I can say many conversations of, I don't want to be like my father when I grow up, or I want to be like my father when I grow up. I'm never going to do it. The things my father did for the family, I'm never going to do that to my kids, mm -hmm. right? And, and again, I may be people may think I'm stretching out, but I really do believe that I don't want to take a chance that the world is going to teach them the right lesson. Because I, I, if I have a way of setting in that foundation, that's on me. If I don't do it, I can't complain about it later on. Mm -hmm. If I do it and they make another decision, I love my kids no matter what. But at some point in time, they're going to have to make the decision. Uh, two, two, son, two of their three have decided on their own that they wanted to get baptized. And at different times, they've come to us and say, I want to be baptized. Mason did it about two years ago Cameron was about two months ago mm -hmm. on their own I don't I don't believe in forcing kids to do that I don't believe that's that that's the way to do it mm -hmm. but if they start making those connections my job is to help water the seeds that have been planted yep and understand that their life is going to take them down many roads all I can do is be there as a parent and try to guide them but just like we did there's going to be some things in life that we never talked to our parents about we had to figure it out on our own and I know a lot of the times that I didn't have the background. I didn't have that um, model to follow. Mm -hmm. So I, have, I just wing it. Mm -hmm. Did I make the best choices? No. But I learned from it. Mm -hmm. And if I would have had a model to follow, I think I could have made better choices. Gotcha. Fresh, you want to weigh in? Uh, <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Um, nah, well, you know, I have, uh, I, I don't want to say different. Um, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm, um, super spiritual, religious, not so much. I was definitely, uh, raised as a, uh, Easter Sunday church goer. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, um, but, um, I, I don't think it, it's weighted to, to fall on the man as a responsibility, but I do believe the responsibility is there, I guess is the best way to put it. I think that if there is someone who is, um, ultimately better at it, then they should be a better resource of leading. But ultimately, I think, of course, you should have a um, connection with your children in your household to be able to, you know, um, create a base of right from wrong that you're implementing a, a new good member into society, ultimately. Whether that's based in you having to, um, excuse me, looking like a bear, so I'm scratching myself like some type of savage. But um, <laughs> whether you do that <laughs> rooted in um, a religious, you know, uh, going to church or going to temple or anything else, or that it's uh, that you are able to implement and and show ultimately it is based on you know what you do, what they see you do. I think people don't take as much um, time and give as much credit to as much um, as recorders as little children are. Right, mm -hmm. they are always watching, checking out, seeing, and imitating what you do. So when they see that. Um, not only, you know, the strong base that you're able to give them of right from wrong, but also when they see you recuperate from not getting your way, from injuries, from other things, when it's not always easy and you're able to show them that, you know, you continue to fight as a person and that you, you know, the largest muscle that you have in your body is your brain and you should always be using it, that that's the biggest things, right? Creating again, it's, it's, it's essentially similar to what BJ said, you know, that it's about creating a foundation and making sure you are setting that example continuously. Yeah, BJ, you definitely gave me some things to think about and some things that I might want to implement uh, all, all along this journey. I definitely appreciate the push and the challenge. To our listeners, man, y'all weigh in. Let us know what you think, man. Do you think the responsibility falls on just the man? Do you think this responsibility is shared? Or, you know, if there's a stronger individual they should, within the family structure, whether one it's the point. woman or... One more, one more point for that. Because, and again, I, I want to just emphasize the point that I don't I don't think it's, a, it's coming... My point is not coming from the man should be stronger in it. Mm -hmm. um, because I know a lot of times... In, in black families, the female is the, the stronger one based because of either life situations, how they were raised, whatever. And that's just a fact. How many. It is Personally, it is. I think that the female just innately has a stronger connection to that. I think that they have always, and throughout history, um, had a stronger connection just on what it's what i've read earth, and right yeah, so i just feel earth. that it exists in them i think the biggest most apparent um showing or sign is the intuition that the the female comes with and i think that's just an extension of their spiritual connectivity so that's why i kind of feel like the let me let me i'm gonna quit real quick let one analogy i just thought thought about real quick so think about just talking about so we're talking about leadership right so think about leadership. think about the business world right 
Mm-hmm. I'm the president or CEO of a company. Mm-hmm. Who I hire to work for me. The people who know how to do whatever it is I need to get done. The specific to the industry, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the leader of the company, but I'm bringing in the people who know how to get the job done. Because I can't be the, I can't be an expert in everything. I equate it to a principal in the school. I can know how to operate a school. I can know the academics, but there's a lot of cogs and wheels that go on day to day that I need to write people in the right place mm-hmm. to oversee what's going and report to me what's up. So when when I say lead, I'm not talking about you have to be the strongest person because this whole thing is, um, that, and that's the one thing that I, I think from a Christianity point of view that I think a lot of people um, misconstrue or have a false sense of is not that this this is the everyday a learning path. It's not like somebody is is more ready than somebody else because life comes at that that the most spiritual religious person and then next thing you know they fall apart right Mm -hmm. things can't things aren't kept or they they make they make a human error and everybody depletes it that as as they're they're not spiritually connected anymore but take that all out of the picture the leader of the family so when i say lead okay it's that you make things a priority so priority of praying together daily is led by you. Does that mean you have to actually lead the prayer? No. But the the priority of getting up and say, hey, we're gonna go to church, make it a priority to go to church, or we're gonna make it a priority to, to, to read some more in the Bible or do a, a study as a family together. That leadership is coming from you. Do you have to guide everything and know everything about it? Like, no, that's not, that's not the stance I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. But the part they get, when they see that it's coming from like one of the biggest thing, one of the things I missed from traveling so much this year, I can honestly say that I've missed it a whole lot um, because what I enjoy the most about my flexible morning schedule is that I would either drop the kids to school and then go to work or mm-hmm. I work from home. I still have a couple minutes with them at home before they leave. Mm-hmm. It's okay, let's pray before you leave and go out the door. Or on the way drive to school, who's going to pray this morning? Mm-hmm. I initiate that. I don't wait for anybody else to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? And again, it's not me. So, which one of you are gonna pray today? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just my my regimen. Can mm-hmm. I do it? Yes. And I'm no. Am I the most qualified to do it? If I'm talking about the kids, maybe. If I'm talking about me and Gina, well, you talking about our background. I would say Gina would be the most qualified, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about where I'm at, and I just need to set the pace, and a prayer is right. a prayer, a set prayer is a pace. pace. Mm-hmm. So leadership is knowing how initiate the process or initiate the idea that you want to accomplish and having that as a priority, not necessarily taking on, because if Chris is, is prime for that and can lead, can handle that, whatever, either the reading or the studying, whatever, in a better situation, then that's where her talents are used. Mm-hmm. But the idea that, that Britt, that daddy, that, that my husband, my significant other said that we're going to do this, that says a lot to them as, as the woman looking at you leading God and as your kids looking up to as well. So it's not all about owning everything or being the best at it. Cause I, cause I don't think anybody is the best at it. People are, I've done it over and over again. And I think some people have canned prayers, which I like is, is out, throw that out of the window. Praying, <laughs> Like it's not about that. Like whatever I tell my kids, even in, um, I teach at, I teach every other Sunday or well, once a month at the, um, kids zone in, in our church. And I, my biggest thing is, okay, guys, I'm not going to pray today. And we're going to stand here until somebody opens up a prayer. And not because I'm being mean. It's like, I just want them to be 
used to, whatever's on your mind and heart, you can say, thank you for letting us come out this morning. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's the prayer that you prayed. Let's go. Time to get mm -hmm. started with the lesson. So what, and they've stepped up. Before, they were looking at me like I was crazy, and none of the other teachers do that. They just assume the role and just pray for everybody and go on with the day. Like, I won't go, I won't do anything until somebody says anything. I say, you start it, and I'll finish it. Mm -hmm. So, whatever whatever the case may be, it's about providing them with the model of what you expect, and then setting that as a priority. And once that's the, that's the thing, it's like with any other task, back to business, it's your job. If you want your team to do something, you can't just tell them to, you got to kind of show them how to do it or set the priority. Mm -hmm. um, what do you call it? Um, um, inspect what you expect. I kind of go back. To <laughs> I just did a workshop on that. <laughs> right? I was about to say it backwards. That's how I had to stop and pause for a minute. Inspect what you expect. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to do it and I'm, I'm going to hold people accountable. Mm -hmm. like, even when I'm not there today. Did you guys pray this morning? Okay, let's pray real quick. Mm -hmm. So taking the lead and just setting it as a priority, not necessarily that you have to be the best at it or you have to own every single step of it. And I think that applies to any aspect of life. Right. But definitely when it comes to, to the family and, and, and being that, um, the, the, the initiator. Mm -hmm. Right. No, I can dig it. I can get with that. So as we wrap up, ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you that you can get this podcast each and every week on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Yeah, I said that twice. YouTube, Vimeo, and anywhere else you listen to your podcasters. I cannot do that. Ah, my my daughter does it. And she... I can't. Yeah, I can't do the outside one. My fingers <laughs> Oh man, there it is, and that's how we hitting you with it on uh, on the thirteenth floor. We out of here. Thank you all for listening uh, to the thirteenth floor, where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. DJ, I appreciate you tonight. The thirteenth floor. floor. <laughs> the thirteenth floor. floor.